0: to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, for Delacro, with a few special guests and analysts to react to the biggest EPL games that happened this weekend. There's a lot to unpack and talk about. Um, Emeka is here.
1: Emeka is in the building, guys.
0: We have Mandem Z.
2: Always the Z, man. <laughs>
0: uh, we have David, a.k.a. St. Maximin.
2: Bring in objective
3: analysis to you once more. You're welcome.
0: Okay. Yeah, you sound kind of low, so if you could increase it a little bit. I oh, I said why. I'm
3: bringing objective analysis to this podcast.
0: Oh, okay, okay. You didn't even feel yeah. confident saying it the first time. I got you. Um, <laughs> And we have Daniel, a.k.a. Dumani.
4: What up, what up?
0: Yeah, you sound quite far as well. A little echo if you can try to fix that for us. Um, right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with the Liverpool game. As you know, as you all know on here, and if people listening don't know somehow, Liverpool found a way to lose, um, to outdo what United did. They lost 7 2 to Aston Villa, which was a shock to probably everyone. I'm going to start with the because the claims that he knows exactly what happened, what they <laughs> did wrong. So please let us know, those of us that don't know.
1: Yes, yes, no problem. I will start by telling you exactly what went wrong. Now, I know we were all probably thinking that you know, maybe it's one thing that went wrong, but actually it was multiple things. Let's start with the basics. Till so today, I don't know why Adrian is in the Premier League. I think Adrian is good enough to be maybe a starter for a championship team or maybe he should go play maybe in Norway, Sweden, Denmark. So this of but definitely not supposed to be in England because we've seen time and time again that this guy does not know what to do in the goalpost. The guy does only God knows what he does, so that's less that day, right? So you guys recognize that Adrian was absolute garbage today. Although, yeah, he was unfortunate with a few de- uh, deflections, but he was he brought about his own demise. Now, yeah, I believe yeah, there were
0: three deflections that let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah, three deflections is true, but that first goal was like keepers need to stop that playing from the back. Shit if they're not confident, it's just just clear the ball. It's not it's not a very difficult thing. Yes, we we understand it's not the best thing to do, but just do it anyways. It's the safest thing to do. Now number two is the one and only Sadio Mane. Now I know I've been saying this since day one that Mane is the best player in the league, and nobody wants to hear me. But we all know that this has never happened in Sadio's presence, and it will never happen in Sadio's <laughs> presence. It can only happen in Sadio's absence. Do you know why? I know people think it's funny, but at the end of the day, nobody was a threat on that left side. They were not even attending to Jota. Robertson was not connecting with anybody. He was running, 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 and he was actually somewhat the best player on the first on in, in the first half, to be honest, because he was the only one that was like really threatening. But at the end of the day, there was just no danger on that side. Salah, and Salah, you know, he, he was good. Yeah, he got two goals. But at the end of the day, like that, that, that player, that effect was just not there. I mean, we all saw it. That's this is Liverpool's best level. Let's be honest, it's their best level prior to um outside of Mane and Allison. So. It must have been the fact that those two people didn't play. Because 7-2 is a disgrace. Okay, and I will say this as well, right? I talked shit about Ross Barkley prior to the signing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I like this. I like I where this is going. about but... Ross Barkley, but I'll give him some credit today. He definitely brought, he brought energy. You guys know me. I'm all about new energy. New energy. That's what some teams need just to give them that kick. The guy came taking on defenders, trying to create chances. You know, being at the end of chances, although he didn't score a single one. At the end of the day, his net effect, I thought, was good. And then, so kudos to Grealish, phenomenal player. If you guys know, I've been watching Watkins since Brentford. The guy is a stunner. The guy is a stunner. I told you guys, check the charts. I said, look, Watkins is looking strong. The guy comes bangs a hat trick, left foot, right foot, header. They call that the complete hat trick. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I will say that it was it was a it was a remarkable display by by, by the villa by the villains. and of course Mane and Adrian um, and Alison's absence was the demise of Liverpool.
0: Okay, no, no, David, please chime in here.
1: Um, <clears throat> um, I think Emeka
3: made some points that are very, very important. But like there's something that we should actually we should actually just look at this. Liverpool came into the game thinking that Aston Villa and like ourselves, all analysts on this panel, that Aston Villa would just sit back and just allow them to play. Like you know what I'm saying? Like allow them to have the ball, like because they have more quality. But when the game started, you could see that at some at some point, Liverpool were trying to be like, you know, we're gonna knock it around. And when Villa would get it, they would just launch the ball right to um, Liverpool's right side and try and give the ball to Greenwich and start something. They were not afraid to be in possession of the ball at all. I agree with Emeka. Like, Carius, when Carriers came, I know you guys remember Carius, he was okay. Of like, course, man.
0: He gave us a Champions League.
3: I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what happened in the UL, uh, UCL final. That was like the biggest mistakes he made. But Adrian has made so many of these mistakes over and over and over and over, and over again. Like, Southampton last year. He just passed the ball to the opposition. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that is, I agree with the Mecca on that, but I think with the game, the mentality coming into it, Liverpool thought that Aston Villa would not come to play. Like, you know, they will be trying to hit them on the counter-attack and whatnot, but hmm. they show that we can also play football with you. Kind of reminds me of the Watford game last year uh, when um, it, um, Ismail Sar, when they beat them 3-0 to end the uh, unbeaten run. It kind of gives me that vibe because Watford were not sitting back. They just decided that we're going to just keep the ball in this certain areas and Liverpool could not deal with it. My last point, the high line. You know, I understand teams that press to force errors. you have to keep a high line. But this is the thing, against Chelsea, I don't know if you guys I was livid because you have all these alleged passes in the team, Chelsea, Smithfield and Van Dijk and Coe standing at the halfway line. Well, you have Timo Werner and these other guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was shocking. But Aston Villa, McGinn. I love McGinn. He's a very good player. I I, I mean, I, I like him. He sees people running. And Van Dyke and Gomez are, like, literally a couple of yards from the halfway line. He plays the ball. It's a high line. Like, if they are offside, fine. Nobody will insult you. If they are not, what? They could have scored them 10-2. Like, hmm. no gas. No, I'm not even, like kidding if somebody could say something but they could have beat them like 10-2 like they had so many one-on-ones yeah.
0: so you think that you think that the errors in or the way the game went has maybe less to do with the personnel so less to do with manning not being there um of course you talked about adrian but you like would you say it's more that's... of the personnel or more of just liverpool's tactics and if it uh... is the tactics why don't we see them uh, get put to the sword more
3: the, 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 it's it's not necessarily the tact. Like this is the thing about the Premier League. When you come and you start playing certain in a certain way, teams adapt to the way you play. They actually there's a lot of things. Sadio Mane was missed. Like it's uh, Mane and Salah. These are the threats in the team. Firmino is there to defend. But um, this is this is this is what it like. Like this is what it, it is. Like I wouldn't say it's necessarily tactical, but it's just that if you have let's say an an, an Achilles heel. With some elements of luck, the deflection go. They mm-hmm. exploited that, that Achilles heel. You get what I'm saying. And Liverpool also lacked the potency in attack to pin down uh, Cash's side, like you are saying. Mane, Robertson got forward. He got a good chance to score. Martinez was also good. He made some really great saves. But I would say that's a mix of, of the two the two elements: luck and the tactical Achilles heel being exploited.
0: Okay. Daniel, I am going to bring you in. I remember uh, last time we talked after the Arsenal-Liverpool game, you mentioned how disappointed you were in Arsenal uh, not doing more. Uh, specifically, you felt like Liverpool hadn't really done much, right? You felt like Liverpool didn't do much to really win the game. I remember there was a whole exchange between Klopp and uh, Roy Keane after the game where he had said Liverpool were a bit sloppy and Klopp took offense to it. Um, do you feel vindicated by this game?
4: Yeah, we're, we're here talking about uh, Adrian, right? Adrian gave the ball away. Last week, when Robinson gave the ball to Lacazette to score, uh, was Adrian involved?
5: Hmm.
4: When they came to the Emory Stadium and Van Dijk gave the ball to Lacazette to score, was Adrian involved? Hmm. No. The second goal they gave to Rhys Nelson, was Adrian involved? No. The fact of the matter is that this team has been doing this a lot. It's just they don't get punished for some reason. So I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, last week, right, I just kept saying that this team in midfield is so lightweight in terms of actually being able to like build something in midfield is so lightweight. And then to compound that, the defenders are standing on the halfway line. I don't understand that. If you don't have a good midfield, that can actually like build something. But I don't understand why your, your defense is on the halfway line. But, Popo, you asked the question, and I actually don't know the answer to this question. Is why haven't people put them to the sword? For like two seasons now, I've been asking, why is someone putting these people to the sword? Hmm. Today, we're asking, well, is talking about deflections. When well, Liverpool beat you, nobody talks about deflections. Now, all of a sudden, I'm hearing about deflections. <laughs> Three of the goals were deflections. Uh, they were gifts. I don't care. <laughs> the fact, that, look, Ross Barkley should have had three goals by the twentieth minute. Hmm. So let's yes, just say yes. the deflections cancel out those terrible misses that he did. All right, I don't wow, hear about she... def- Hold on, hold on! <laughs> I don't want to hear about 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 deflections. What Aston Villa did today was they played in midfield. The, the game they played was beyond them in midfield. Hmm. I mean, like, David was talking about McGinn. McGinn was awesome. Barkley was awesome. Jack Grealish was so good. And uh, what's his name? Trezegate. These guys did not give the ball away and they were always looking for that one pass. Because if these guys are on the halfway line, what does it mean? It means there are yards between them and Adrian. Yards waiting to be occupied. So you get the ball, you turn around, and then you put it there. And that's all they did. They did it several times. I mean, I what's his name? Watkins had like. Two one on one. He had one one, one 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 that he missed. Adrian said, and the other one hit the bar. That one could have been the eighth goal, and he hit the bar. But there's so much space behind the defense, and I don't understand why people are not putting the ball there. Like I don't understand for like two seasons now. I, I cannot understand. But I'm hmm. hoping, right? I'm hoping just to wrap it off. I am hoping that this just becomes the blueprint now, because. The commentator during the game said something I found fascinating. When it was like 7-2, he was like, I don't understand why Liverpool are not just accepting that this game is over and just shutting shop, you know, keeping the score line down. Yeah. I don't think they have a plan B, right? I don't think they have a plan B. So I, I'm very interested to know if this is going to become a blueprint for playing these guys. And then we'll see We'll see if
0: club can adjust. Okay, that's a very good transition. Master of the plan B, will you please jump in here?
1: So I I do want to say this, right? The the Manny's points were excellent points. That is to say that today's defeats cannot solely be blamed on Adrian and, or let me say, Allison's absence and Manny's absence. In addition to that, I do agree that the display today from Aston Villa was top-notch. It was one that, you know, we can even say, look, if this is how you guys are going to play Aston Villa, right, go and play in the Champions League for us. You see what I'm saying? But ultimately, <laughs> I, want to, I, want to address, I want to address something that is very key, right? I hate talking about problems without solutions and it is clear that Liverpool has a problem, correct? Now, I want to ask you guys, ultimately, what is the solution to Liverpool's problem now? And so let me start what I think the solutions could be, right? So, I want to start with Firmino. For years, I have loved Firmino. I understand the dude's role in the team. I understand that he's not one supposed to be banging in goals left, right, and center. He's like a support striker, a false nine of sorts, an Essex, mm-hmm. right? But in a sense, the guy's position is not being threatened at the club. The guy knows that no matter what his performance is, he will play the next game. This is what I'm saying? And at yeah, the end of the yeah. day, let us be honest here, Firmino should technically be scoring more goals. I understand that he's not supposed to be scoring, but he should be scoring more goals. He should be creating more chances. He should be, like, being impactful at times when, when games are being played. I think it was maybe three seasons ago that he was. He was very deadly. But I think last this past two seasons, it's really been a Sadio, a Sadio Salah show. You understand what I'm saying? So I think yeah. for Liverpool, Liverpool needs to really go into the market and get a striker because Origi is not going to that, play that role for you. I think they absolutely need to get a backup striker that will challenge Firmino and say, look, man, when you don't perform, this is the person that club is going to bring on. So you better step your game up. Right? And then to add to what the man said, Liverpool's midfield, okay, I don't want to talk about Liverpool's midfield as though they are trash, because let's be honest, this is the same midfield that went to Champions League finals twice. This
0: yeah, is the same, they're not trash at all. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: This is the same midfield that finished second place and then first place in the Premier League. You see what I'm saying? Why now do Fabinho? and either Henderson or the likes or whatever the rotation is. Cater today. Uh, yes. This is the same guys. So I do not believe that it is beyond them to wake up and go back to playing on a level that is exemplary. But I do believe that that energy will be brought on. When you bring on one talisman, although they have with Thiago, so now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's, it's not more so a problem. Maybe he just needs time. So now that Thiago is in there, I reckon that this midfield will now be pushed and so, as a result, I do believe that the solution will be either playing Thiago and letting Firmino know that, Luco oh, you have a replacement. I think that those two elements, those two uh, sources of energy will definitely shake the team. Because, come on, they live, the Leeds game was also a close game. That Leeds game was a 4-3 result. Mm-hmm. So, and so, a team like Liverpool should not be getting to 4-3 with Leeds. And then look at today. Today was a disgrace, man. Even I don't care whether or not you had a red, which was not even the case. I don't care whether things are not going your way, which was clearly the case, but the result should not end up being seven two. It should not end seven two. Liverpool's yeah. one day should be three two. You see what I'm saying? It should not yeah. be three two. So I'm a bit worried about clubs' damage control, it's all bad. So,
0: yeah, man yeah, I want to bring you in here because I hear what everyone is saying, but it seems like we're we're not talking enough about the defense. Because if a team concedes seven goals, like we've already identified that okay, Adrian was poor, but like we've said, we're not putting all the blame on Adrian. And as much as Manny was missed and Firmino was not this, and it, like they conceded seven goals. Like you can't put it three, you can't put three attackers and say go score eight goals for me. It's not realistic, it's not a good game plan. What do you think is the problem with Liverpool's defense outside of just the high line? Do you think it's just the high line? And also talking about competition, do you think they need more competition for someone like Trent, who plays if he's healthy, basically? Joe Gomez, who we've talked about already this season, not being up to up to snuff and just he keeps getting played. Like, do you think they need more competition?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> so overall it, w- it was just a bad market day, overall, right? from everybody, from the goalkeeper to uh, the striker. Nobody really uh, looked sharp enough, looked threatening enough. The whole team was just um, looking like some dark clouds, right? So everything that um, everyone has said so far is right on. I cannot even dispute that. It is right on. But if you build your team around some talisman, you know, the Salas, the Maneys, if you do that, it works to some extent, but then there are realities of the game. There's there are injuries, there are um, fa- there is fatigue. There are so many things that could could come in. Right now, these guys have been going at it for like the past three seasons, back to back Champions League finals. Um, they just won the EPL. They were so close the other time. So they need to understand that hey. Um, let us keep that mentality that we have. Because I feel that there is a dip in the mentality, first of all. That's how I feel. Because uh, when you see some of these guys on the field and how they are supposed to react as a Liverpool player, as a, as an EPL champion that is trying to defend your title, which is never easy in England in the first place. You should be 101% on top of your game all the time. Now, let's go to the high line. It was, it was just horrible today. I saw all the number of long balls that were just floated behind these guys on and on and on and on and if these guys didn't miss most of their one on ones like david said it could have been 10 goals it could definitely have been 10 goals adrian is just uh, i have i have never seen adrian on a good day before i don't know <laughs> if i i don't know if i if i watch less adrian games but i there's always something that will come up in the papers in the media, the next day after an Adrian performance. Hmm. Something, there will be a meme, there will be something funny because he would definitely fuck something up. So it's not entirely his fault. He was a bit unlucky, but don't tell me deflections because they are part of the game, man. They're definitely part of the game. They are goals that are supposed to be taken. Now, the point is do not put people in a situation where they are going to shoot at you and then it's going to deflect into your goalposts. So huh. there are ways of stopping that. You cannot blame it on uh, deflections and whatever. I feel that it's too early to say Liverpool is going down or um, they're having problems uh, to the extent where people feel like, "Hey, Liverpool is not going to make tough for." Because I had pe- some people in the media just making you know lousy noise. Yeah, it, over, it's too yeah. early. Yeah, it is too early. Uh, it was a bad day, of course. Club is is, is 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 tactical. He's going to come back with something else. But they need to look at the team and be like, hey, if I don't have Salah playing today, if I don't have Mane playing today, if I don't have these guys available, how am I going to pirate these people to go face this team? Because it looks like Liverpool clearly doesn't have a striker. Like Firmino is, I don't know. Liverpool could score 10 goals and Firmino will not score one. In one game. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand how that happens. Mane will hit a hat-trick. Salah can hit a, hit a hat-trick. But Firmino wouldn't score. So I feel that they have to just go back to the drawing board. Uh, hey, it's still 24 hours out there. I don't see that Liverpool necessarily need to do any recruitment right now. But they just have to get the best out of um, the players they have right now. Look for some opt- alternative systems. And that highline thing, man, look at teams that you can play that against. Because if if it's not working, it's not working.
0: Yeah, no no. Definitely I I support basically everything you said. David, I want to ask you one last question on this Liverpool thing and then we'll we'll move on to some other games that happened. Um as you kind of mentioned, without really mentioning, Manny missed the game. Um, he missed it because he, he got COVID, right? And I believe Thiago has COVID as well, which is why he's been absent for a minute. I know we talked about COVID when it first happened, when the season was put on hold, this, that, and other. How do you think teams have to prepare for the eventuality that some of their players are going to have COVID and they're going to have to miss a couple of games? Is that something that they're just going to have to run run with? I know like in other leagues, like the NFL, for example, They're having a huge issue now where a lot of players are getting it. Um, I know they've had to postpone like two games this weekend. Do you think it's ever going to get that bad in EPL? Or do you just think they have it under control? It'll be one or two players every once in a while and just keep keep moving forward.
3: So um, I I was watching a press, uh, 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 Klopp's press conference, and he was talking about this. The players leave tomorrow to their respective countries, wherever that is. As you've seen, some players cannot, like some people just don't have, I I don't wanna say personal discipline, it's just for whatever. When people go all around the world to play these friendlies, which honestly, I mean, I don't think they matter or should be played, you know, the chances of, of COVID are gonna go up for all these players. They have to fly there, they have to meet other people, other teammates who are not quarantining. I really, really hope I really, really hope that it does not go back to three months, like in March. Because I saw in the Serie A, Napoli appealed to the league to have uh, their game with Juventus uh, postponed or called off because of COVID. There's mm. Apparently, some players got COVID. And David Moyes got COVID. I'm surpri- you know what? I'm a bit surprised that some of these coaches can get COVID and the players that they are coaching don't get COVID. Like, how what, what coaching is more is doing, anyways? I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 ateta also got COVID, so let me... yeah, but um, the, I, I, the, the illness is, is a frustrating one, it's everything. But for this international break, and uh, we will know more because after the players are coming back, they get tested every other two weeks, and the isolation period for them is seven days if you're to get uh, positive in the Premier League, so uh. It's. I'm really looking after these two weeks to see what happens. I hope and I pray because honestly, life is not the same with COVID.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah. that's a very good point you bring up. The fact that they're going to be gone for two weeks.
3: Yeah, they're gonna go all over the world just playing these friendlies. You know, people people need to be careful. You know, I don't want any player getting like God forbid getting sick and dying from this thing.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. No. Anyway, Fingers crossed. Wait, Go ahead, Daniel.
4: Just to add to that, what what are the points of these friendlies again? Is are they qualifiers for something? I don't the friendlies
0: just help you get points for your FIFA ranking, and I'm sure there's money involved. Of okay, course, it's all about, it's about money at the money. end of the day.
4: It, yeah, it probably is about money. It needs to be cancelled, man. You can't have people <laughs> flying around, flying around the world in in these circumstances. right? I I don't see the point of the friendlies at all. But um, I guess COVID, we have to look at it as sort of injuries at this point. Yeah. People can mm-hmm. go to the international clubs and get injured, except this one is a very infectious virus. So it's
0: not... Exactly. A- it's an injury where you first... You can have five, six players injured at the same time. Yeah,
4: exactly. You like, can wipe out an randomly. entire team, just like that. Yeah. I guess yeah, that's it's why it's we're good. seeing... I know we're going to move to space, but that's why we're seeing people lying about their players being injured. These why? That's what Rich told me that oh, uh, so that Korea
0: wouldn't call him up, but I don't know. Oh, okay, but he played that, yeah, that doesn't work. And hey, make go ahead, you about to say something? Yeah, yeah, no, to clarify, these are not friendlies,
5: so
1: okay, these are qualifiers, yeah, these are definitely qualifiers. Yeah, actually, club friendlies, international friendly, uh, friendlies were, were, were curved, they were all discontinued. <laughs> In just general friendly games were discontinued unless it was like pertinent. But yes, these are definitely these are definitely qualifiers. So now I will say this as well: it's key to note that post isolation period, even if you test positive, I mean, I mean, regardless of isolation period, you still have to test negative. And so mm-hmm. you know, I want you guys to know, as a survivor of COVID nineteen, I want hey. you. Guys to know, um, I mean, at the end of the day right? Like, some people do not show symptoms. My symptoms are very faint. But at the end of the day, you cannot return until you test negative twice. And so I want you guys to keep it in mind that the likes of money, irrespective of whether or not this condition is, you know, very dire to them, hopefully not. But regardless, note that they actually genuinely have to test negative. And so, uh, you know, if anybody has COVID players, I strongly recommend, for one, yes, the 14-day period must hold. But even after that, some people take a month test negative. So I wouldn't take that chance and wait, you know, and just hope that, okay, after 14 days, I can bring some of these players in. I would actually just keep in mind that, okay, if there's a player that has COVID, it's probably best to just take them off your team because it might take 30 days for them to get back just FYI.
0: Okay. No, that's a very good point. Cause I don't think a lot of people know that you might not test negative in two weeks, right? As we would assume yeah, from everything right. we've been told. Not everyone tests negative Right. I, I, want, I want to kind of move on and talk about the United game. Mandem, I'm going to start with you. Oh. What happened to Manchester United?
2: Uh, you just... I don't know, man. Uh, I,
5: all right. <laughs> <fine. laughs> These this this <laughs>
2: are genuine reactions. Uh, I want the listeners to know that we don't just sit out here and just say what we feel like, you know, what we feel like saying most of these things are heartfelt and emotions go into this right Hmm. uh today bro uh, today could be that day that we would say uh the the camel that broke uh the straw that broke the camel's back or something like that Mm -hmm. that's the same yeah that's it so that's definitely what happened today i said it on here last week right i said that you cannot parade a team that will have less than six average players on your squad every day and feel like you have something to get out of games. It's, it's never going to happen. And uh, same thing showed today. The other day, I was I was here trying to not defend Pogba, but I was trying to speak to his name that, hey, he's a world-class player, but he's giving less of an average uh, player right now. <clears throat> I, I really take that back. <laughs> I would definitely sit Pogba's ass down every week if I have to on the bench. Mm -hmm. I don't care at this point because aside the fact that we conceded, right, we conceded so many useless goals.
5: Six goals.
2: Yes. Like everything was a gift. Now, apart from that, I want everybody to look at this. Look at the the body language of these players. It tells you a lot about management when players are not throwing their face into uh to block shots coming in into the goalposts and stuff like that it is sending you a signal and I feel like I'm not trying to make an excuse but I feel like this was coming and this was something that happened before Moreno got got sacked just that we didn't look. We didn't lose six goals. But this kind of demeanor, this kind of body language on the field where you see the well-known Aaron Bisaka, who is running up and down 90 minutes, cannot do that in 30 minutes. You see um, the Pogba that burst into life has gone back to his hibernation mode. You see all these key players and they are not even trying to push themselves in any way especially those who start the game all the time, you know that there is something going wrong. There is something that you're clearly not happy about, apart from the fact that they are playing
0: rubbish. So let me ask you this. What What do you think it is? Because... Like, I understand what you're saying and that it's uh, maybe it's a bigger issue than just what we're seeing on the field. But we've had this, like, there's been some changeover in the players. You've brought in new right. players, Maguire, right. Bruno. So if the right. attitude persists, are you saying it's the players that are still held over? So, like, Pogba, Rashford, Martial? Or are you saying it's management, it's the president? Like, what exactly do you think the issue is if you had to take Everybody,
2: everybody's supposed to take a blame, right? The players didn't show up. But United, over the years, are being let down by management period. That is happening. United, over the years, have been let down by management, period. And you see today's game and you ask yourself, where is the wheel that they said Ole is at?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: where where did the wheel go? Because, mm. I mean, if at least if we see the wheel, we'll know it is steering in the wrong direction. But there is no wheel. Hmm. That's the point. There is no wheel at all. So, this player... Yeah, this player is clearly are showing us that they don't even have faith in their manager that is how I feel they are clearly showing us that they don't have faith in their manager and i I saw that we were we are trying to sign kevani good business yeah. free transfer right agent fees whatever it's still okay the wages are there because we are paying people people that don't play anything We are paying them more than that that two hundred k so it's all good on that side. But United is looking at limelight signings instead of what will actually save the situation. Huh. I, I said it here. I'm like, I don't really care about the, uh, the Sancho situation. Get me a center back. Get me a left back. Get me a, a, um, a midfielder if we, if we want to, like a holding midfielder if we want to. Because all the midfielders that I have right now are attacking minded apart from uh, Matic and maybe Fred. Emma and, Scott. and Scott, yeah, of course. That's like, good, but, how many do you need? But bro, those guys are all average players. That's what I keep saying. You cannot have average players on your team every day. Like Emeka always say, you need new energy. But new energy doesn't mean that you should spoil the brand. Do not go just buying rubbish players and then you start the whole cycle again. Oh, they need to go. Oh, they need to go. Look at the number of people we are pushing out. All these loans and all these things, all these guys we pushed out to Inter Milan and everything.
0: Lazio. Look, yeah,
2: exactly. But look at the team right now. You could say that there are some of these guys that are left that they could, da- they could have done a better job than people that are playing right now. Hmm. I can mention, wanna... I can, I can mention uh, uh, Smallin. I can mention Romeo Lukaku. I can mention those two.
0: Even Ashley and Young.
2: And Ashley Young, exactly. I said that earlier even before the, the, uh, the show started. These guys will kill themselves, especially Ashley Young will kill himself for that badge. And that is what we are not seeing. Maguire struggling, wrestling with his own player and and conceding goals. And I said it over here the other time. Do not build the ball from behind. I have Mm -hmm. said it and I'm saying it again. Don't do it. United doesn't have the defenders that are capable of doing that. Play the ball. Let's go. Let's run after it. Stop the building from behind. I was so sad because the only positive I was I was taking from the game, um, for like the first thirty minutes was was because the commentator mm. even said it it, it was as if it was Tottenham against Bayi. He was just <laughs> blocking all the balls and everything, and then he made that mistake.
5: Mm.
2: All be, all in the name of trying to build from behind. Like it's clueless. There's there is there are two things that can save us fire this guy, and bring in the players that we need. When you say this guy, you mean Ole, right? Of course. He, he, he's clueless, man. He should okay. go. I, I think he should go. If we don't sign any player tomorrow night, let Ole go. Just let him go. Mm. It's
0: not David, I wanna, David, I want to bring you in here because you've been a, a advocate for Ole not being good enough for the job, not knowing what he's doing. Um, but before you talk about Ole, talk a little bit about the game. What exactly went wrong for United? And then you know, have you changed your mind on Ole? Do you think they have to keep him till the end of the season or maybe till the winter transfer window? Like, what should they do right now? My, um, uh, first off, thank you for the question.
3: My, my thing is that I'm not particularly upset like a lot of Manchester United fans because I don't expect much from the team. Hmm. Do you know why I don't expect much from the team? This is how the game went. When Manchester United went ahead, they somewhat kind of just just fell asleep, like mentally. Like you just fell asleep. The next minute, they score you two goals, quick succession.
2: Then they the really red card. Uh, I'm not cutting you, but they didn't really oh, even okay. fall asleep. They just came back to their 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 natural colors. That's it. Back to factory settings. They just zoned out. The result
3: is, is a fair one. And just like Liverpool, it could have been worse. For Manchester United, and this is the thing though, Aston Villa were actually creating chances consistently because they were exploiting a, a certain tactic. Spurs, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying they didn't play well. They played well. They weren't even creating that many chances. Most of the chances were given to them by Manchester United, like, like the goal. Maguire, it's a simple header. Like, you got what I'm saying? You are 80 million. And this is a a a, a, a side note. There's a the reason why Manchester United cannot gel. It's because of that thing that I keep saying, that Brexit thing. Because in the dressing room, most of the British players, most of the players they keep bringing in, earn more than the other players. And when they brought Alexis Sanchez in, he displaced that wage structure because he was the highest earning guy. And people are like, dude, this is the guy who earns more than us. Same thing that was happening with Ozil at Arsenal. So they have to Mm. push him out of the limelight and let the other guys who are like playing. So Manchester United, you have someone like Maguire right now. Who's playing? I'm sure Bayi sometimes goes home and he thinks himself like I'm better than this guy. <laughs> he definitely is.
5: You get what I'm saying? But the why best
3: is that? Centre back we have right now. Like Bayi is probably thinking like Why are they paying this guy like so much? Maguire is not a trash player. He was just overpaid for significantly because of the Brexit thing. Like I've said, British players cost more significantly. Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, Luke oh, Shaw. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Pogba. Paul, Paul, Paul Pogba, this is the thing about Paul Pogba. I've been saying this for three years. He is a world-class player. He can actually play ball. When you watch the guy, he can play. But football is not just about talent. If that's the case, players like Buffal and Cole would consistently be ransacking the league. You know what I'm saying? There are talented players out there. But my thing with him is that he's like the, the, the conversation is like, people are like, why are we coming at him and whatnot? We are, we are not. But people should remember that, he somewhat like the way that in every team you look at your best player in the team everybody looks to him you got what i'm saying if the brownie yeah. or like what or salah or cole was losing the ball and playing like that the other players are gonna you got what i'm saying the body language is off always saying they only had three weeks of preparation how much team had eight months of preparation like spurs just played their fourth game in like eight days like, are you. you, you, you anyways, Mandem Z talked about the wheel. This is why Manchester United, no matter who they sign, the club will probably not do anything. There's no philosophy of football. There's none. I watched every Premier League game. Like, I watched this. You can see systems of football being played. In Manchester United, if it's not working out, you can see that it's like the gears are turning in it, Then you can see them slowly adjust that. Oh, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? the players themselves? And it's also another thing. It's hard for a coach who the players know does not have any philosophy to tell them what to do. How you you get what I'm saying? You cannot keep motivating them with new energy. You have to actually have a system of football. Like if you play the ball here, here, and here, this is how we play. And the last thing I'll say is that I watch everything versus Brighton. Everton scored the same goal against Brighton twice. Ancelotti exploiting that that high-pressure football. I watched Ole. Brighton exploited us, I think, four times with the same play. At some point, like, we just have to all just come together and be like, is this it? I can't even wear my Manchester United jersey outside. It, like, how? <laughs> anyway, yeah, but, like, it's a fair result. Red card, whatever. Teams get red card all the time. We shouldn't lose mm-hmm. this thing. A lot of individual mistakes, lack of ideas. It's just, you know, whatever.
0: Okay. Whatever. No, no, we, we understand. Demani, I want to bring you in here. Let's talk about the other team because as much as we love to talk about United, we also love to talk about the Spurs. Spurs knocked in six goals to the surprise of maybe not many, but a lot of people. Um, we've talked about Mourinho and his negative tactics and they don't go out there to try to score this, that, and the other. I know David has told us a lot about that on past episodes, but they scored six goals and Son and Kane look like they have a connection they haven't had, which is crazy because they've been playing together for a while, but they look like they have something else going. So I just want to ask you, has Mourinho unlocked both of those players and why do we keep underrating what they're doing?
4: Mourinho has not anyone. Son and Kane have been good for years now. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, when was the last time is Jose Mourinho team scored
5: more than three goals?
3: They scored seven in midweek, but I guess... Mac- I guess Mac- um, some, Mac- some, yeah, Mac- some Mac- team like
4: Tunisia or something
3: I like do it.
0: think they scored a lot of goals in the Champions in League game last season. In,
3: in, in Chelsea, they used to score a lot of goals.
0: Even yeah. last season, I feel like there was a Champions League game that they scored like four or something against maybe like Leverkusen or one of those types of teams. Oh, Spurs? I think so. I might be wrong, but I, I think so. I vaguely remember something like that. But carry yeah. on. I'll,
4: I'll look yeah. it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would be great because yeah, it's the reason why he's always getting called out for negative tactics, right? I honestly don't really know what quote-unquote negative tactics are, but I guess it's that sort of game where you just sit back and you know, invite the other team on. So it's it's very telling that a Jose Moreno team will come to your home and score six goals against you. See I we I had a chance to watch the game, right? And I don't think I don't think that Spirits played the sort of game where they should be winning 6-1. Like I was not impressed with in Don I don't think he played well several times he gave the ball away. But I just could not understand for some reason why Sissoko, big, and uh, Ndombele himself doing like acres of space in the middle of the field. Acres, like they turn around, they have the whole field to them. Several times, Hurricane will drop back, pick up the ball, he'll turn, and there's so much space. Like I can see the pass he's about to give, because it's that obvious. And when that when that when that happens, right? it just causes question two things. The first thing is that everyone is on Ole's case. And I guess it's because, you know, you don't have philosophy or, he's, you know, they're coming at him on the mentality side, right? He's not getting the players in the right mental framework, okay? But I, I think that if you want to Ole out, one of your biggest, I don't know, points that you should be making is that is the technical side. Because several times now, right, several times now, I've seen this play where Juan Bisaka is just too narrow on the field. He did it against Brighton, and Trossad was running, ransack the whole game. And I said, I said during that game, right, if you go and do this against Sonny, it will be over. Sonny is, like, far better than Trossad or Salimato or any of these guys that, you know, the Brighton guys have. And then you can tell that when they don't have the ball, right, They don't know what to do. Hmm. And that's a problem. I'm I'm someone who doesn't, I'm not really as interested in the
2: defensive part of the game as the offensive part.
4: And it's very ironic because I know we'll move on to Arsenal. But one of the things they have given credit to Ateta for is that he has given us a defensive shift. It is a thing. It's a managerial thing. When we don't have the ball, what are we doing? Is it, is it a tactic that, is he telling one bissaka to be narrow, Wan-Bissaka look Lucho to be narrow, or are they the ones just doing it? And when they come narrow, what are Pogba and Matiz doing? It's, it seems like they don't know what to do defensively. And I think that in the Premier League, when you show up to games and when you're out of possession, you don't know what to do. Oh, man. Three against Palace sounds about right. Six hmm. against Ferris sounds about right. And I think when you get like Man City or even Liverpool themselves, yeah, whatever they give you will sound about right to So, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I've I'm never, I've not really been all out until now, but it's just two things they need to do. The first thing, stop calling players who are not playing well, world-class. Pogba, I've said it two years, I'm not even going to go on that case anymore. I will not even spend time on him. You know, he. If someone is not performing, drop them. We're doing it to Ozo right now, at, at, at Arsenal. If they're not performing, I don't care how much they make, drop them.
2: Second thing, say, he, be on the he, bench as much as I feel like. I said I said that.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know why. But then the second thing, you know, get down to it. Is it Ole who's given these? Out of ball instructions, or is he giving no instructions? In which case, I guess you guys are right. The guy needs no be sat-
3: instructions. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I chime Enough. in? Can I chime in? Can I chime in? This is the thing. Yeah. The players, the players have to actually have that sort of like respect. Either it's referential power that they they acknowledge. Okay, this guy he knows football top to down, so we'll listen to him when he tells us to run there. I saw one clip. If you guys saw it, Lingard and Ole in the Manchester City Ole told Lingard stop doing that Lingard's like alright cool he did it he said one more time Lingard did it again and he subbed him out you get what I'm saying like a lot of a lot of players and Lingard kept he, he showed up again after that this is the thing the players know they, like they don't see him as that you've not won any trophies you don't have any technical prowess the new energy like you are a legend at the club that's cool maybe you're a nice guy he's a nice guy I mean, I don't, I don't hate yeah, but, on it. but we we, you know.
4: we hire Ateta. He you not know, win anything. No but, but Ateta,
3: any but Ateta, but, but Ateta, like Ateta came in, like you said, he was with Pep, and when he came in, you could see that there's some sort of plan. Like Arsenal did not have this defensive shape. Yeah,
4: but United, I'm talking about the, the respect part, like.
3: No no no, I'm saying that it's it's either it's either. Right. I'm saying that you show the players that tactically you are actually adept, and the players are like, nah, this guy knows ball. You know, and even with Arteta, at some point, it's going to hit the slump because you know the personnel.
2: But no, only is there as a figure, he's there as a figure, not as a coach or as a manager. He's just there as a figure because, like Demani rightly said, or like you just said, like he tells these guys do this and they don't do it because they don't trust that what you're saying is right. You can't, yeah, you can't, the thing you is, can't...
4: yeah, Mandel, the thing yeah is, go
2: ahead, he's uh after his
4: games, his press conference or whatever, he's not talking like someone whom the players are not listening to. That's the problem. So is well, the He's one a charismatic
2: who, person. He knows yeah. how to talk to the media. Is and I also think to that point,
0: so that point, he's never going to come out and say, "Hey, I said do this," and they didn't listen because yeah, we, that they would fire him that, immediately. That, he that, has kind of he has no respect. Yeah, exactly, can, so he can't do you that. You
4: can you can look upset a little. You don't have to. There's nothing what you want. What kind of video do we smiling he? He is upset?
2: smiling and shaking hands with the entire field. He is shaking <laughs> I mean, hands. No, listen. Only was shaking hands with. The guys that were on the the stickers, the posts that were just posted <laughs> in there to depict uh, 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 fans. He was even shaking those things.
1: Olis took everybody's <laughs> hands,
2: smiling, doing little chats in people's ears and and stuff. Like it, it's no man. At least give me that Moreno where before the game ends he kicks a bottle and runs into uh, uh, the dugout just to know that this guy is furious or something. Ules out uh-huh. there acting in front of the camera acting in front of the camera and then you come back to the press conference and be like oh i put my hands up uh I, I take all the blame blah 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 nobody wants to hear that we like, want like, like, to like this, this guy this guy keeps saying
3: it's not good enough it's not good enough it's not good enough but nobody asks the guy why is it not good enough nobody's asking him like he keeps every i put my hands up why are you putting your hands up so much <laughs> he, exactly. why is you get what I'm saying? Oh, God. Anyway,
0: it's so fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Emeka, Emeka, let me let me ask you this to kind of round up this uh, this conversation about this game. Um, again, I want to talk a little bit more about Spurs. Just what did they do that worked? Do you think that this game was more about United just not showing up or not being good enough? Or did Spurs actually do something right that worked and deserve some credit here?
1: No. To be honest, like, I've heard all of you guys, your comments. I mean, you guys i made excellent points. Um, I was going to address a few, but let me start with your inquiry, uh, De La uh I thought Spurs were brilliant today, man. I'm starting to see a side of Ndombele that is more energetic. You know, I think he has had many conversations. It's looking like he has resolved his issues with uh, Mourinho, and that's why he's being fielded more often now. So I'm very happy for the dude. I hope he continues to, to like, show that energy, you know. Obviously, Harry Kane, you know, I don't really want to talk about Harry Kane too much. Everybody knows where I stand, but I do believe Harry Kane is the best striker in the EPL right now. So day in, day out, he's giving assists, goals. I mean, the dude the dude knows how to play. He knows how to pass. He knows how to shoot. He's deadly with his head. I mean, I think he's a complete striker. But that's I Who am I? <laughs> Sun Hingming, as you know, also a very world-class player. I think the connection between the two, was was just exemplary today. It was it was, was top notch, top level. They they did capitalize on mistakes, but that's because you're supposed to do so in the event of a mistake. I can't ever fault those who do. And so I thought Son was brilliant. You know, I wish the the FPL app did not indicate that he was injured and going to be injured for a while. fact Yeah, because my plan actually was to bring him in until I realized I couldn't. Then I brought in Marais. A whole other conversation. <laughs> Ultimately, I would like to also uh, say that I watched that uh, some of that, uh, I guess, reality TV show with the Tottenham squad. Uh, oh, all which, or
3: nothing. All yeah, or nothing.
1: Exactly. And I saw that there was, a, there was a moment when Danny Rose went to Mourinho and checked him and said, why am I not playing? And then when he was walking out, he said, I'm going to talk to Danny Levy. So I laughed because we'll never see Danny Rose again. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, though. Uh, stellar performance from all sides, man. Serge Aurier was Danny Alves today. I mean, thank you. Man United make the, that made the guy look like, you know, he should be at Barca. You know, let's be honest. The guy had a great game, assisted and scored. It's like, what more do you want from me right back? You know, so I thought Mourinho got it right. And I knew that Mourinho would get it right because at the end of the day, he does know Man United in and out. He does know these people. He knows their weaknesses and he's allowed to capitalize on his knowledge, obviously. But I want to say this, man. We're talking about Oleji so much, and I know we've actually talked about this enough. I won't talk too much. But I want to say something here, okay? If there's anything that I want you guys to learn today, let it be this. Let it be this, fundamentally, right? If one, at the start of his managerial career at Man United, when they went on that like very nice run, they asked Ole, Ole, what did you do to these boys and you know, I these boys so much. He said, I didn't do anything. I just told them to go and play. <laughs> <laughs> There's evidence that out there. The guy said, I didn't do anything. That He said, I just told them, go and play your ball. Guys, till today, I'm telling you now, he's telling them the same thing. He said, I'm not doing anything. Go and play your ball. Right now, go and play your ball. And it is apparent that that energy, that new energy, new manager energy, has, has since gone away. Bruno Fernandez energy, one penalty per game, has gone away. Now we are looking at people. People are looking at us. We're looking at them. They are looking at us. Somebody must crack. We are not cracking. while the fans? They are not paying us to play. So who is going to crack? Only. Only. <laughs> so guys, let me just say this. Only has no pull power, right? Only met Crystal Palace. He knew that the most dangerous side was the left side, and he said, you know what, James. <laughs> you guys play that position this guy is now self-sabotaging, this is what Unai started to do when he wanted to get fired he wanted to get fired he said, oh, let me sabotage myself Man My United, guys that he wants you guys to fire him, you guys are not firing him, you guys are not firing him look, Galapo. when a manager is losing one zero, two zero, three zero, this is when you do damage control, damage what? Yes. damage control Bring What's on bring Daniel on? J. Bring on Daniel J. What was the damage control strategy today? None. There was zero damage control. Guy, if you had told me that it was like a prolific center back that got red card, let's say a Van Dijk of sorts, then I would understand why the outcome would be 6-1. But when it's Marshall, your striker that gets injured, it should not end 6-1 because Marshall was not defending in the first place. Uh-huh. He was not a defender in the first place.
5: So exactly, what are you
1: exactly. I, I agree with should you. should not be ending a game as Manchester United 6-1 with the red card. Do you know how many red cards I saw Roy King get on that say Alex? <laughs> he was a red card master. <laughs> he was a red card master. United were not losing 6-1 after King's dismissal. and he was Even, a Rooney, with... even Rooney and Scholes were red card masters. Red card masters. Nobody was ending the game 6-1. So you guys, at the end of the day, we have to look and tell ourselves the truth. We have to be honest with ourselves, and also there's this I have arrived mentality that some of these players are having. Pogba mm-hmm. has a, I have arrived mentality that is not doing anybody any good because he thinks in his heart that he's the best player on the team and he carries himself as such. Now, this is where you rest him and you bring on maybe an 18-year-old kid that can play exactly. exactly. Well, no, we, we actually have a guy, Van der Beek. That's we what can I'm do saying. Exactly the same thing. So this is when you have to. You have to start humbling your players. Rashford is on the left. Run here, run there, run everywhere. Okay. What will happen now? What will happen now? Marshall, he said, Lamela, you hit me, him. <laughs> slap him. Slap Lamela, how can you disrespect me like this? He said, Who are you? Most men they punch. Most men they punch, but he was trying to discipline Lamela. He slapped him. Obviously, fire, you know, as the second you're slapping a player, you're getting a red card. You're getting a red card. Honestly, I think that it was Mourinho that said, Look. I have a player who is short-fused. Or I have a former player who is short-fused. You know, rub his neck a little bit. Maybe just elbow his shin small. See what he does. And Lamela said, okay, no problem manager. He went, he did it. Automatic red. Automatic red. So now it is so easy to crack Man United. Guy, do you know in Man United's history, this is the first time they've lost their first two home games in the history of the club? Before,
3: last season, Ole had the worst record amongst all United managers till the end where we did the push and went to top four.
1: That's what I'm saying. This is the first time in the club's history, Dolapo. And they, do you know how long Man United you know, has been around? A long time. And this is the first time in the club's history that they are losing their first two home games. And who did they lose it to? It doesn't even matter. But they've considered Dolapo. How many goals? Nine goals. Guys. Very true, man. Very true. Nine nine, Sinking the Titanic is sinking. Now you have to start plugging in your holes. You're going down without without a, a trace. Nobody will see you. See you. You've gotten how many points. And look, oh, This is why I was so mad when they ended up winning that game against Brighton. Because I was like, damn, this guy's it gonna stay so lucky. Play. Yeah, I said he's gonna stay another week. What's this? <laughs> you only got you only got a point, you only got points from that game the referee called it back after the final whistle. <laughs> Not, not to cut you off, but that is that is exactly
2: the point I was making earlier on. I'm like, Liverpool losing is mixed feelings. I'm glad Liverpool lost that much, but it gives Ed Woodward the chance to just say rubbish politically. I agree. But like, oh, yo, even you even the winners been... lost seven
1: to Aston My Villa. Problem. So it's football, it You're could happen. Right. You're absolutely right. And yeah. that's why I was really sad as well today. Because was sad. Liverpool, losing, Liverpool losing will keep Ole. We'll keep Ole. It will keep
2: only and give Ed Woodward the City, chance to just Rabbit, City he was texting somebody. I That's hope he was saying. texting some City defenders.
1: Time Leeds, City time to Leeds is also keeping only because now it's looking like, oh, guys, we don't know what's going on. West Ham beating Leicester is keeping only's job now. Only's performance, his role as a manager, is being helped by the other clubs. Mm-hmm. How bad this guy is that he's depending on other clubs to lose. It's a like, look, if Purple was winning, City was winning, Leicester was winning, this guy would be out. Because the club would be like, shit, we have to yeah. keep up yeah. with this race. And now it's yeah. like, yeah, we're Yeah, that
0: team. yeah. yeah. No, I think you're definitely right. I mean, currently United sits at 16th. They only have three points, which, as we mentioned, was from that Brian game that they really didn't deserve to get three points from. Probably didn't deserve any points. Um But they have a game in hand on a lot of teams and a, a win – they rock it up the table, man. Uh, uh, are-
3: um, um Dolapo, can I can I address something that uh, Daniel said with Luke Shaw and Wan uh, Bissaka tucking in? So yeah. like these guys are coming in, yeah. You're a coach; they've in you've got a red card. These people have Son orrea orrea looking like Dani Alves. He scored, right? Orrea, yeah, Aure scored. So you have Daniel James in your team. This guy has shown that he cannot score, but he will work. He will cover that whatever flank, and he will just help that full back because Son. You get what I'm saying? This guy's mm-hmm. like, nah. I'm gonna put Pogba on the left with Luke Shaw, who does not track back. There was, I, 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 sometimes I watch and I'm like, then why did we even buy Daniel James? If he's not gonna work in a red car situation like this, run, run around. You need that
1: energy. Then what is the point? David, You're... you got it. You got it spot on. You got it spot on. James will come and cover that wing. If his legs, he has legs to burn. He has yeah. legs to burn. See what happened with Crystal Palace, Zaha. All you needed to do was bring up <laughs> Fred, go and mark Zahao. Take Fred, look, Zahao is running, chase him. That's all you needed to do. That's all you needed to do. So, you guys, tactical prowess, zero. Ability to, to bring in uh, transfers, zero. All the transfers, how successful have they been? Zero. Zero, zero, zero. This guy, okay, let me ask you, uh, Daniel, David, Mandemzi, Dolapo, what is Ole's strength? Give me one.
5: Oh, ah, his, his, his his
1: The players are
2: happy, no? Um, only strength is how to communicate to the media.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now you need HR personnel. Just hire somebody HR. <laughs> hire someone good on that end.
2: Just I can do a better HR. job. I can do a better job than media specialist. I'm not in your giving...
1: Guys, this formation changed. Let me just tell you my united solution. Sorry. Is very no,
3: no, no. The laptop okay. can we, we know where this is going. <laughs> let's you just know. let's just wrap
2: up with <laughs>
0: United and then go on to <laughs> yeah. the we Yeah. Let's save the uh, formation. Uh, yeah, let's save the formation for another time because <laughs> I think yeah. we have more opportunities.
1: Congratulations on
0: your signing of Alex Teller. You
1: asked it 352
3: though. No, it's 343.
1: <laughs> 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 As long as it's three in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: um, United actually used to play three back last season. They played it for
3: a bit. They did okay with it.
0: Let, let's talk about Leeds versus City because that was another big game. A bit of a, uh, I to say a shocker, but I think a lot of people were expecting City to do a lot better than they did. Um, George, unfortunately, is not here with us to defend Pep and tell us of course all the reasons. Not <laughs> of course. Oh, of course. the reason yeah. that Pep is not to blame, but to be fair, they have no striker at the moment. Um, before we started recording, you know, Make had brought up the fact they have no striker, they're embarrassing the league, they're an investment to England. I mean, he was he was doing a lot. But Daniel, I want to start with you. What is wrong with City? Why are they struggling so much? And as much as Leeds is a solid team, City should be winning that game, no?
4: Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that City should be winning that game.
0: Look,
4: hmm. you know, he's you know, I watch his Leeds side, man, and
0: they move You just muted yourself. I don't know why.
4: Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we
0: yeah, can hear you.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I, mean, I watched this lead side, right? And they moved the ball like they didn't just come out from the championship. I don't know what Marco Bielsa is doing, but the ball movement is excellent. Uh, with regards to like the game itself, Mendy had a shocking game. Absolutely shocking game. And then for the first time, in, in in a long time, right? Before I seen started, I was talking to George. You were on that podcast. I was telling George, I don't know. This is not the same city team, man. It's not the same city team. The, those city teams that got a hundred points, you don't. You, they, they won't even let you think that you have some chance in the middle of the field,
5: hmm.
4: right? In the midfield, they won't even pretend to let you like try and do anything. You know Leeds had more possession in this game? They had more possession. They had more passes. I want to say they had more shots, but actually, I'm not sure they had more shots. Maybe City had more shots than they
1: did. No, they had yeah. less shots than City. City had 23 shots.
4: Okay, but they had more possession, right? More possession and more passes. I think.
1: Yeah, they definitely had more possession of
4: 52%. Yeah, and that, that see, that's the reason why I can't say that City should be winning this game. Like, it's it's a given, because that's a very, very important dynamic shift. So, this is not a case of like, oh, City, some lesser team got lucky against City, and then they got a draw. No, they should have been beaten, actually, I think. I think think they could have easily lost. If Rodrigo had taken a couple of his chances, they could have easily lost. I'm just saying, man, Pep has had to replace the team, because a couple of people have retired. I hear you on Aguero is injured. Fine. I actually don't think I don't I don't think it should affect the defensive and you know ball possession part of the game. It should definitely affect the goal scoring part of the game because that's what he does. But if the rest of the team is fit, I, I don't see why Lee should be having more possession than you. All I'm saying is this. The team has changed, right? A couple of people are retired. There have been some changes. And it's not the same city team anymore. And this is—I said it before when the season started. This is Pep's biggest challenge. Now he actually has to build a team, hmm. right? And I—I I don't know, man. That midfield, I think they're gonna drop a lot of points this season. I think.
0: So you think you expect them to be worse than last season for sure?
4: Uh, last season they were second. I—I I, I think they're probably gonna come like third this season.
0: Wow. Wow. Amanda, I want to ask you about a player that Daniel called out specifically, Benjamin Mendy, um, a player that I'm not sure is good enough for city's level anymore. If he ever was, um, what are your thoughts about him? And just generally what exactly is wrong with city? Do you think that it's a positional thing? Do you think they need to sign a, a top class midfielder to replace David silver? Like Daniel has suggested before, like what, if they had one thing they could do, what should they do?
2: All right. Um, Quick question: What was my prediction for this game last week?
0: Oh man, I have to go back to my notes. I believe you said two two. All
2: right, I said it was going to be a, a tie, and then so my prediction was actually a tie, right? And then I said yeah. it, it could be two two because uh, I was look, I was looking for uh, a lot of goals at least, but I knew City wasn't going to win the game. Why did I say this? Because there is a there is a deep inform in City, and I was telling George that even though. City wasn't going to win against Leeds. It's not the time to call for Pep's head yet, but there is something clearly going on in the team. Coming, starting from uh, players leaving and players coming in, all of that, the gel, the, 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 the people that are coming in to play, his philosophy and all of that. It's hard to stay up on top and be there consistently right they have done it they've done it they've done it now it is starting to hit them it's a natural phenomenon that is happening to city right now it has happened at Barcelona it is still happening in Barcelona so city is facing that now Mandy like there is no way I can defend Mandy I cannot but this is why United puts me in a position where I cannot even talk chaff about other people's players. <laughs> I keep saying it. United is not giving me the chance to come at my enemies, to come at my 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 uh, 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 my opponents, mm. because you bring this Mandy that we are saying is not a city level player into United, and he might bench someone. I'm not saying Bissaka, but he might bench someone. So yes, you can call Mandy out on his play like you uh, um um themani said but at the end of the day there is something going wrong in city it ha- it has to do a lot more with the whole team cohesion the whole mindset the whole morale and everything that is going on and also i feel like pep Pep feels like all right it, now it's whatever that's what I think pep is okay. ready to go i feel okay. like pep He's ready to go. So it's whatever at this point. Um, he has, I think, a, a year on his contract. So, yeah, City is not being uh, going to be first or second this season. It's not happening. They're going to play top four, but it's not going to be first or second position. City is definitely wow. not winning the league, and they're not going to be in the second position. Because you see this trick that just started? It's going to keep hitting them. I'm not saying they're going to lose or draw week in, week out, but it's going to hit them in very, very important points in this league, in this season. It's going to hit them at a point where they need three points and they're going to just manage just one. It's going to hit them at a point where they need at least one point and they're going to lose a game. It is really hmm. going to hit them. And you guys will see this by the time we, we get to December and we are trying to curve around that second half of the season and we'll all see that, no, Man them saw something happening in that team. David,
4: Let me talk on you because, Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree with what Mandem is saying, right? And I'll just add like a couple of points. One. The first thing is that there there's been downgrades in the team, like I've said. Foden is not a replacement for David Silva, no matter what Joyce tells you. Uh Rodri does not replace Fernandinho. I don't I've said it several times, and these downgrades are going to be felt, just like Mandem said it. The marginal process, you see them just dropping points. But the second thing Mandem said, I wanted to add to this. I agree with him on Pep. This might be the dude's last season. I don't think we made a lot about this, but and I don't, I maybe this is just far out of you know, far field or something out of left field. But Pep actually, I think, lost his mom to COVID, right?
0: Mm-hmm. He did.
4: Yeah, I don't think a lot was said about that, but that definitely has to affect the man, no? And you know, I, I maybe I'm just I'm just talking trash now, but I just when I watch him now, like his press conferences and everything, he, he, i don't see the same passion. Doesn't feel like he cares anymore, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, exactly. that might be it that might be it, I'm not sure, but this might be his last season. I am just worried at this point that he's gonna leave after the season
2: and Tell and come back for a
1: <laughs> Let me address something here. I've never, I've never determined that Pep is the caliber of manager to be unprofessional as a result of his personal life. You know, if mm. if you're thrown in the towel because you've suffered tragedies, then uh, you need to really look at yourself and determine whether or not you're suited for this position. Because uh, tragedy, tragedy is not is not unique to anybody. Everybody experiences it in some caliber form. The element yeah. of your, you're supposed to rise up, not to say that it's easy, not to, say, not to minimize the tragedy itself, but to say that, well, this is an opportunity for him to give it everything he's got and maybe at the end of the season dedicate it to his mom or something like that. There's a way to spin it so as to still come out of this. So I don't want to really address that. Ultimately, I want to also address something that is more key than, than that. In my opinion, it is that Pep one is getting his lineups wrong. Let's mm-hmm. just, let's work with. Him facts and what is more concrete. One, he's Mm -hmm. getting his lineups running, in my opinion. And two, the absence of a striker is one that he should have fixed prior to signing Ake or all these people. Because actually, Aguero has been hurt for a while and you shouldn't have gone into this season with only Jesus. You should know ultimately that in the event of an injury to him, well, then you are left with nobody at all unless you bring somebody from your under-21 squad. So I want to address that. Also, I want to address uh, Mahrez. Mares should not be starting over Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva changed the game, even though his change was not one that was in, like, substantial enough. But he did impact the game against Leeds when he came on. In addition to that, he certainly uh, should be starting over Myers because I did not see Mares being the threat that he, he should be. I think Bernas, Bernardo brings in that threat. Also, I think... I understand that uh, that that lineup-wise, they show Sterling on the left, and obviously he moves around. I mean, they show him in the center, and obviously he moves around. I get it. But let's keep Sterling on the left, put Bernardo on the right, and then this is when you go and sign. Even if you have to loan Icardi or somebody from a big club, go ahead and do it right now because that is exactly what you need. So let's start there. Also, Kevin De Bruyne hasn't stepped up. I know we, everybody on this chat loves him. You guys want to talk trash and you'll bring on Benjamin Mendy, black player, as though <laughs> as, as though Mendy, as though De Bruyne has done anything this season. I know it's so easy to pick on people, but you won't ever pick on the person that you know has also been an issue. That is KDB. KDB has not done anything at all this season. Let's be honest. Against Leeds, you can't even step up and give one or two the uh, blows, assists. Come on, you can't do anything. You're calling Benjamin Mendy. What Benjamin Mendy? what? <laughs> In. Who else is in the midfield? Rodri. What's Rodri doing? Nobody is doing anything at the club. Why are we talking about Mendy? You talk about Pep's line of being wrong. Look at what. he Look, pound for pound, at the end of the day, the Leeds team is not as good as the City team. Let's be honest. Here. Pound for pound, is Sterling as good as Walker? No, is KDB not the best player on the squad? Is anybody better than Sterling? Who is better than Bernardo Silva and Maris? So let's not even talk about that. This that Pep is getting it wrong. And mm-hmm. it Wrong as a result of psychological issues that he's facing, then it is unprofessional to stay on the job. Leave the job for somebody else, then and go deal your personal issues outside of the job. Because at this point, it's unprofessional to stay in it if it's affecting you and the team and the fans that are paying money to watch. So please, let's just let's call it pay is here. Pep is getting it wrong, and he needs to stop getting it wrong because it's affecting the game. That's one, and then two, he needs to sign a striker immediately. I don't know why haaland is on a team like uh, uh, Dortmund. When in fact, all of us should have gone for him. Every single
0: English team should have gone for him. Every single English team. Okay, so so let me let me let me take the mic back for a second. Um, the Hallen point. I think he chose to go to Dortmund. I believe there were other teams that wanted him, but that was his choice. Um, but you are right. He is obviously a, a player of enough quality to be playing in England and some of the best teams there. Um, I do want to bring in David here to talk about Pep because I do agree with the and saying that he is getting it wrong. Um, and I think it seems like he's in a bit of a scramble mode, right? Because he brings in Nathan Ake. The defense is still not improved. You know, there's injuries. There's Corona. All these things are happening. It seems like he can't settle on the lineup. Ruben Diaz comes straight into the team, which is, I think, a surprise for me and a lot of other people And that. How does this guy just get right into your team? Like, there's no transition period. Like, are things that bad? And it doesn't look to work out right off the bat. Do you think Pep is scrambling? Um, and do you agree with the notion that he's not trying? Because I actually tend to disagree with that. I think Pep is doing what oh. he always does. He's so, just getting so, it wrong. So, Lapo, so I was on Twitter. I saw City looking at Ruben Diaz,
3: blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So I start watching the game and I see the guy. And I'm like, hold on. They signed and started him already? That is the City life. 60-something million for you. They just, They just buy the guy. But this is what I have to say about uh Pep, Pep Guardiola I think this is going on the longest he has been on been on one club for a while and let's, let's be honest with ourselves getting 100 points in the Premier League is not easy this is not a coronation league like Real Madrid and Barcelona can do they can field kids and still be second third first second or third like Pep Guardiola is a is a fantastic coach but this is the thing though in the Premier League when you do something for a while People see it. Like, you cannot keep beating the same teams over and over the same MO. And Pep and Biesla are friends. They are they they discuss football. They talk That's about expensive. football. Yeah. All of that. And their styles of play are very similar. If you watch the play, Pep Guardiola has a lot of respect for uh, uh, Biesla. And Biesla, the same for Pep. They had 11-hour conversation about football. These are two people who are involved in football a lot. So, a lot of people are, like, predicting their... City to ransack leads and whatnot. But the thing is that it wasn't, I never saw that straightforward. I predicted a draw myself. But this is where, this is where I'm going to go. I agree with the downgrades part. Like what, what these guys, are, what they are saying that like the changes that are coming. Vincent's company, well, that guy could literally one game just decide that, okay, I think the team should win a trophy now and just <laughs> shoot the ball from, I'm serious. And shoot the ball from outside the box and score. Yeah. He, I'm like, what is that? So the guys who are coming, they are not bad players. But the thing is that can they fill the boots of those who are there before them? Those guys were centurions. And the last thing I'm going to add to that is that they've, okay, they're centurions. They've won the league. This was 2018. The agenda here is for the UCL. We want the Champions League. The league, okay, if we come second or whatever, they're not going to sack Pep for coming second in the league. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. the Champions League that they want. But the thing that I watch, like, for, for instance, someone like Raheem Sterling, like, he's a really, really good player. Like, Sterling is good. But in the end of the day, if you're going to win the Champions League and whatnot, some of these marginal chances have to go in, into the net. I know that Sterling is good, but he's finishing his body. Sometimes it's fantastic. Sometimes it's of the, the thing. I can't see CT winning the Champions League. I don't know if you guys can see it. And the players to every day come into the dressing room, hype them, hype them, hype them for something that they just won two years ago. It's very difficult as a manager. You know, he has tactical acumen and he has uh, passion, and he cannot keep hyping these guys to perform at that level consistently. How do you guys think Ole can do it to these guys? <laughs> I, I I don't know, but this is a thing about this is a thing about Pep Guardiola. He is a he's got, This is it's just some points dropped to be honest. This is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. I agree with Mecca. You went into the, the 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 season with Jesus as your only striker. Aguero is old. And his injury, he gets injured quite a number of times.
0: And he, Jesus, honestly. Really? I didn't even know that Jesus got injured like that. But like, you got what I'm like saying? It's, maybe that's not true. But I feel like he's a little bit injury prone himself. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, like, that's
3: not true. Yeah, you got you, to you know, so like the guy gets, so he was the only guy. And even him, people were like, is he good enough to replace Aguero? And he now gets injured. So Liam de la step up. The thing is that if it's in, I don't, I'm not, this, I, this is not one of my inferior leagues rants. I'll give you guys that. If this is like La Liga and whatnot, these games they win because, you know, but in the Premier League, the games are hard. Like people actually are watching City. And I think Wolves, Crystal Palace it seems to show you templates of how to stop that Centurion football where they can literally not let you play. And Mendy is supposed to be like Trent Alexander-Arnold. Have you seen the guy cross? The guy can whip. The guy can whip. So the goal is that they are going to sustain pressure on you, and he will keep bombarding you. Same with Trent Alexander-Arnold. But what if the other team tries to isolate their tricky uh, winger with (laughs) with the fullback all the time? They found a way to make that happen. You get what I'm saying? So now people are saying that Mendy, he was never good defensively. Same with Trent Alexander-Arnold. But if the ball is there, he will find an attacker. So the thing is, I think Pep will still be second, third, or whatnot. But they, they, they just won 100 points two years ago. It's just one of those things, you know.
1: You no, no, sorry, to... sorry, sorry. Let me just interject here for like one minute. Sorry. Right, one on. minute. Hang hey, yeah, on. See, guys, I want to say something, right? Winning is what we play the game for. If you are winning and have determined that, oh, yeah, you've done it before, you're not really so motivated by it again then you are a fucking unprofessional asshole and you need to leave the team <gasps> and leave England I'm not saying that they are not
3: motivated
1: no no no, no, no. I get what you're saying I get what you're saying. Yeah. what you're saying is in fact true sometimes like the likes of Thiago Thiago said he's leaving Bayern because he has he feels that like he has done everything that's genuinely like you think Bayern was trying to get rid of Thiago no they were not he just said look I'm kind of tired like I'm trying to move on take on new challenges. So it does happen, but I'm saying that you should never downgrade your performance because Thiago still played at its stellar level prior to leaving. No one should ever do otherwise. Now, let me also say this, right? Ultimately, I want you guys to know this, and I don't mean to be dramatic, although I end up being so a lot of times, but guys, let me just tell you, the war, the war has begun this season. The war has begun. Everybody has noticed that Look, these big teams, quote-unquote, they are no longer big. They are no longer big. Everybody is going to go for it. I'm telling you right now that top 18 is undecided. Yes, we know Fulham and, Fulham and West Brom are likely going to get relegated. But top 18, see, the chances of Sutton being 18th is as high as the chances of Newcastle, as high as the chances of West Ham. Everybody can either go play Champions League next season or get number 18th. The war has begun. Uh, right. Be serious. Everton is not joking. Look at West Ham. West Ham went to Leicester, gave them three. Same Leicester that went to City, gave them five. The guys, guys, it's a joke. It's a joke. The war has begun. Nobody is taking this game for granted anymore. Everybody's taking it seriously. So if Pep likes so, he should cry. He should not cry. He should sign a player. He should not sign a player. His ship will sink. Just like the only ship is sinking, just like uh, this other person's ship is sinking, his own ship will sink. His own ship will mm. is- sink. And nobody will stop it. Go and sign. Look how many strikers they are. Look how many strikers they are. You could have even brought, as Kerry will say, stop gap, stop gap, stop gap. Have- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this, Cavani. this Cavani that Man United is signing, even though Man United does not need a striker. So we don't know what they are doing. But we'll not talk about them because we've talked about them already. But this Cavani that you guys have allowed for United have, to sign, this is the player you guys should have signed because you guys need a striker. You could have gone and signed him. Two hundred K per week is is is, is 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 cereal to you guys. It's cornflakes. It's peanuts. It's peanuts. You could have given even if you just play him for six months. That's it. That's all. You need to go and sign a striker. Look at how many strikers they are out there. Look at Icardi. of course at is
2: just another uh, Zlatan walking around. You know. You put him America. in the right situation, he'll pop.
1: Ebeca,
3: Ebeca, I'm sorry, I don't want to interject. So, Liverpool, Man
1: City, and Man United <sighs> all need strikers, guy. Absolutely, Firmino is not getting assists or goals, is he? He's not. United is starting Phil Foden, um, Sterling, and Maris up top. City, right? Sorry, City Foden, um, and um, Foden, Sterling, and Maris up top. There's no striker there. one as option, option apart from
2: Marshall, is Igalo.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're bringing in Igalo? Rashford, you know, is better on the left coming in, but sh- hell, play in centre if you like, then who's playing on the left? That's what I'm saying. Okay. These guys all need to go and sign a striker. England has always been known for having prolific strikers. Start with Thierry Henry, start with Alain Shera, start with oh, Wayne Rooney. Rude Van okay. Come
0: on. We're, uh, okay. Team. We're going to start with them and let's we're going to end with them right now. Um... Daniel, I want to bring you in real quick. Um, Emeka brought up the fact that you know this this season looks like it's shaping up to be crazy—a war. He said, "Right, we don't know who's going to get relegated." Except (laughs) Emeka has decided that he knows the (laughs) tips. Everything else is up for grabs. I I want to ask you: Who do you think is going to get relegated out of the the bottom three currently? Um, Fulham, Sheffield, and Burnley—they all sit on zero points. Um, And I also want to ask you, how much do you think that the pandemic and just the lack of a summer, especially for the big teams, how much do you think that plays a role into just the craziness that we've seen? Because we have seen a lot more craziness than usual. Like, it seems like the teams that were not good are getting big results. And I don't know if it's just they're catching up or if it's just some craziness and teams not having enough rest. Right,
4: right, right, right. So, yeah, I'll start with the relegation now, the relegation question. Uh, the only team, honestly, that at this point I really see going is Fulham.
5: Mm.
4: That's the only team at this point looks like they will go down this season. West Brom, I know America said West Brom, but I, I saw that twenty minutes against Chelsea. There could be something like there. I saw them play against Everton, so I'm just gonna hold off on them for a second. People were saying West Ham. I don't know what they were smoking. Because West Ham came to the Emirates like a couple of weeks ago, and we like barely scraped three points. And everyone was saying how bad we are. And I was I was thinking about after that game, I was like, yeah, nah, man, these guys were not slouches, man. They they, they were not slouches. And true to form, they go and they beat Wolves 3 0. And today, as America said, they go and trash Leicester away, like at Leicester's home. These guys are definitely not candidates. I'll just stick with Fulham for now. Okay. But in terms of like the craziness, right? You're saying that the big teams didn't, did you say they didn't spend all these bets? Because I feel like the smaller teams have spent a lot.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, I didn't even talk about money, but yeah, the small teams have definitely spent. But I was yeah. looking more into like the the window between the season, right? So some teams still had like Champions League and Europa League to play, right, and it right, just right. seems like the smaller teams just seem way more prepared for the season. I, again, I don't know if that's true, but it just seems like they're more prepared, they're more fit, they did a better job in the transfer window, like can I, can everything I, they let, did is on point. Let me finish. Let me finish. i sorry,
4: sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so what do you call it? Yeah, I understand the question now. I don't know. For me, I've never been one to like put much stock in, you know, you had this much rest you played on that day. I, I think those things are very like marginal. Like they're very on the edges. If mm-hmm. They give you an advantage at all. But I do think what is contributing to the craziness, right? This is the fact that there are no fans in any mm-hmm. of these stadiums. And it is a big, big, big deal. I don't think United have lost 6-1 today if if Old Trafford was full today. Right? So what is happening is that most of these ground games are neutral ground games. Right? The score line is all down to what you are doing on the field. There is no you know 13th, 14th man or whatever it is that they call.
0: Like yeah.
4: it's just that, you know, it's your ability against our ability right? And it turns out that if you have Grealish and Barkley, you can do something. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it turns
4: out that... Who Exactly. This is why I don't buy the oh, we're going the Anfield is normal to lose, People have lost the air. It's it a neutral ground because there is nobody in the stadium, right? And it's going to contribute a lot to what we're seeing because I, I was listening to Allo White and Lee Dixon who, well, by the way, are becoming fast favorite of mine? The commentary game, right? And they were just talking about how the fact that there are no fans in the stadium, some players now feel like they can just try stuff. Hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. at first in these games at the Emirates, you're know, you give the ball away, they'll, they'll just boo you, man. Ask Ask Zaka, he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll just boo you. Or you try to play from the back and then you give the ball away. You you will not survive that. But there's no one there now. I mean, we're hearing the crowd noise, but they, it's actually quiet out there. <laughs> you know, they're just playing the game with no one. And I think that because of that, we're going to see a lot of, like crazy small life. The game is basically like a training game now, but it's not a training game. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, I I'm honest, I'm all down for it. I'm all down for it. If, team, if a team like Everton
3: is going to win the title, it's a season like this. Okay. David, you had something you want to say real quick? Um, um Mecca was talking about, like, I asked him about the strikers that Liverpool, United and whatnot. And you were saying that small teams seem like they've done more business. But this is something. Jose Mourinho, when he coached Manchester United, it's a hallmark of all the teams he's coached. I don't like the guy's philosophy. I don't. But this is one thing that M- Mourinho does. He gets his business done Early, he sees points in the team. He tells, he goes to the guy. They bought uh, Sergio Regulian. They bought a backup striker for Hurricane. That is so important for Spurs because Spurs, the reason, the one of the reason that they actually see the Hurricane plays all their games, literally yeah. all their games. Hurricane son. So now they have some level of depth. They bought uh, the uh, Heusberg or uh, Heu- Heuberg. yeah, Hoysberg. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get Scranier in. So you, you get what I'm saying, like. Before Like some people are talking like, not, not you, like some people are talking like the managers did not know the squads before COVID happened and like they had a short summer. But like the thing is that Mourinho looked at the team, like the Danny Rose thing that uh, we watch on All or Nothing. He had already identified that Danny Rose was not going to be his starter. He brought in Doherty. So if clubs can see and prioritize the weak spots in their teams and do it, this is a Mourinho hallmark, though. This is what he does. Early transfers, bang. I don't want to hear any noise. Other teams should do it. A lot of small teams were buying people, but United only, and, you know, that guy said, that no, I'm happy with the squad. The squad, <laughs> the guy there. no, he said it. We he, got said talent. He,
2: said, he said we got talent.
3: He said we have talent, and the people there are good enough. He's happy with the squad. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't just saying that as a question. So this is the thing. If you are a coach, you don't play. Even City. They bought in Diaz, Ake. What positions were they supposed to strengthen? There. They get their business done early and quick. So that's all it is. You're see clubs with a floundering transfer policy and clubs that are, like, laser-focused on their weak spots in your team.
0: Let's let's switch gears. And I, I definitely do agree. I don't see why teams wait till the last minute to sign players. If you're signing players on deadline day, like, you've done a horrible job of managing your window. Um, let's talk a little bit about FPL. Um, like our much. On
4: Arsenal,
0: <laughs> I'm actually wasn't thinking about Arsenal. I was thinking about United because I feel like they're going to sign two players tomorrow, but I guess Arsenal is <laughs> in the same boat. Um, let's, let's talk about our bust of the week. You know, I think we've gone out to a pretty good start, fast start. People are, you know, trying to set new records. Um, I think we have a uh, historic, historic day i believe somebody might have tied you know the 19 point challenge um but david please announce to us let us know who's our most recent and current bust of the week
3: it's so unfortunate like <laughs> it's so unfortunate that he just released a, a soundtrack for the <laughs> for the bust of the week and it's it's really really unfortunate and emeka is no more special say it with me emeka is what no more. no special. more special <gasps> because somebody has broken the record hey so it was the boss of the week was abram umo he had 15 points he had 19 oh my God. what he had 19 points but he took a minus four so he, oh my God. yeah man yeah yeah man this is, this is he, shocking. he filled only he filled six players what <laughs> yeah i i honestly like look he captain kdb i'm looking at his team like i i cannot it's not a bad team it's not a bad team i cannot believe that that team pulled out 15 points but regardless he is uh <laughs> and you know the things he's gonna be the boss of the week for two weeks the international break and he literally just gave us a soundtrack for this particular event so, Emeka, you should, <laughs> you should be sad because your record has been broken. Yeah,
1: so so you guys are telling me that it's possible to have a good team and finish with 15 points. That's crazy.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Abe, man. I've never really held Abe in high regard. Um,
0: no, I don't think anyone has.
1: <laughs> he has always been a bit noisy for me. Um, I'm not surprised I think his brother will follow and beat that record I'm, <laughs> I'm I, re- I reckon he'll get 14 and then um, yeah I think that's, that's all it?
0: yeah no, it was, it was definitely been a tough couple of weeks so I can't even laugh too much because I feel like I was quite close but uh, yeah Abe is definitely oh, the bust can, of the I can, week I
3: can tell you how close actually
0: <gasps> no no we, we don't need to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Daniel I want to ask you a question I though because really Daniel is our new consultant, you know, FPL specialist. He said he's not playing so he can see the 4S, this, that, and other. And I know Abe is one of the guys you mentor, right? So what happened with him? Like, you have to defend his team right now. Like, what happened? Okay, so
5: like super.
1: <laughs> what?
0: I've actually seen Abe's team. Um, seen. So you okay. haven't been consulting with him?
3: Oh, I I, I got you. I can, I, I got you. Yes,
4: please. <laughs> so, yeah, look at what I'm talking. Now, I haven't seen his team, but I tend to agree with it. Like we have the same sort of outlook on the game.
1: That's cool. Uh, That's
4: cool. And when shout, let me finish my point. <laughs> I don't know why he captain killing me against these. That just sounds like a very bad decision, especially in a game where I was at the end the not at the end. not the matters, because I just said that. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was not a good captain's choice. But if Abe was, like, really being mentored by me, right? And since we share the same philosophy, I don't know why he... Does he have Harry And why is Harry Kane not his captain?
0: He does not have Harry Kane.
4: Uh, I've told you guys, get Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do I have to say this, get Harry Kane? Like, he, he will assist or he will score. Actually, mm. he, he didn't tend to assist in previous seasons. But this season, I'm seeing a lot of assists this season, you know. You mm. should get Harry Kane. Uh, but, you know, I'll just consult generally for everyone right now, okay. Last week, I gave you guys Sad. I gave you, uh, what was this guy?
0: Hammers. Didn't you tell us to get Hammers?
4: I told you to get Hammers because he's I, I You
0: told if, us I, to sell KDB I get Hammers. And you actually were right for this week.
4: Yeah, you you. I'll be right for a lot of weeks because I think by the end of the season, <laughs> right, they're going to have similar GA stats. Except De Bruyne will have a lot more assists, but but Thomas uh, will have a lot more goals. Does that make sense? So it'll be a similar GA, but that will be the dynamic. So the fact that he's like seven men, then I don't understand that. But yeah, I gave you Hamas, I gave you Trossard, Lucas Moura, more Idiots, Mourinho let me down. They play the guy from. <laughs> Instead, Son was still playing somehow, even though he's injured. Um, but this is uh, this week. The guy that I'm giving you I already mentioned the chat. You need to get Jared Bowen of West Ham. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. You might want to wait, though. We still have a couple weeks for games uh, get played.
4: Right, right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I just to answer your question, I don't con- uh, not yet. I don't consult with him.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, please
4: help so him please, out a little please, bit. He needs it. Out of this one,
3: okay,
0: just leave me out. Okay. Nah, no, 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 perfect. Um, let's let's do our last words. Let's wrap up the episode, David. I'll start with you. Any last words?
3: hey I hope this international break the players are safe. This four weeks has been fantastic. I hope all of you are doing great. You know, I'm enjoying this season a lot. I hope it continues like this. Hashtag, it's a
0: war. <laughs> yes, Daniel, last words. Yeah, I,
4: I don't
0: know. Who I was we cannot hear you at all.
4: I said, I don't know any defending champion who has gone on to concede seven in the next season. So, Liverpool, you should be very ashamed of what you.
0: Oh, we actually the last team to do it was Arsenal. I believe someone posted that. But what
4: yeah. do you, wh- who beat us seven after we won the title?
0: This is like a long time ago. Like not in the EPL, <laughs> not in the current EPL. Yeah, yeah. This is a long time ago. Oh, so
4: now we're talking about like stats from like nineteen twenty, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean
0: <laughs> the stat is there. You're the statistician. You should accept it. All right, Mandem, last words.
2: Uh last words will be definitely Good luck to all the teams that are in the same boat as United when it comes to the transfer window for tomorrow. Mm. Um, I am not expecting a panic buy, but hopefully we can close certain prospects that we had in in the pipeline. Like Alex, maybe if that is added on to Cavani, that might you know bring a little spark. Even though that's not the, the answer to everything that we need right now, because we actually need a centre back. But um, yeah. Let's just uh, reflect on this week. It's been a crazy one. Uh, the bad aspect is that it's going to take us another two weeks to come back and redeem ourselves. But I hope that Ole does not enter the new year with United. I don't want to have that happening. That's it.
0: Wow. Wow. So you want Ole out now, yeah. basically. <laughs> okay. I heard. Emeka, uh, last words. Yeah, man, I have a lot of last words, man. Honestly. Oh, my God.
1: I have no idea why we're rushing this. There are so many games that were not discussed that were powerful games. We
0: have like two weeks to talk about all these games. No
1: problem. I mean, that's why I say we should break this out and do Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. But I mean, who am I with my ideas? (laughs) So, you know, I want to address something. And I have to start this with a Nigerian proverb. It says that a man being short does not make him a boy. So... Ultimately, the point of that statement <laughs> is that I want you guys to understand that Everton, Everton should not be taken for granted.
5: Hmm.
1: What Everton has done this season, you guys cannot see. The layman cannot see. But Everton has a starting team and a replacement team, that's a sub-team, that can actually challenge for Champs League. Do you understand? These guys not even start... Andre Gomez and Alan, and see what they did. They got their results. DCL banging goals. Allison can cover for him in the event of an injury. They have Bernard coming off the bench. They have Iwobi coming off the bench. They have a stellar team. So shout out to Angelotti. I just want to. That. So,
0: <laughs> so wait, yeah. no, no, you cannot tell us that everything secretary can challenge for Champions League. Don't, don't say that. But continue.
1: <gasps> wow. Wow, so you're telling me their second team shall not challenge. Wow, my United's first team is losing seven goals to seven to... <laughs> Did you
0: did you mention Andre Gomez? Like, come on,
1: let's let's be real here. They're oh, not challenging Gillespie, for Champions League. Just
4: Sigurdson comes on, that's and my, he's very good.
1: That's what I'm saying. Sigurdsson comes on, he's good. Alan, Andre Gomez, and the likes of the list doesn't even end there. We didn't even say Dukori. DCL is... Bad. He's a
0: starter. You're not like... Continue, anyway. It's my fault for saying anything. Okay, no
1: problem. No problem. So, please, shout-out to Angelotti. We see what you're doing. I mean, those that see, see. I see what you're doing. Let me speak for myself. I see what you're doing. Shout-out to Angelotti. Now, please, my last word to Pep. Pep, you need a striker. Go and sign one. My last word to Ole. Ole, be with your family. Go be with your family. <laughs> with with Leave the job. Don't disgrace my United. Don't disgrace my United. Shout-out to Tottenham for winning was A tough game, and they came out with the result. Now, ultimately, I want to end by saying this. Uh, I know you guys have been noticing my, my performances on uh FPL. You know, mm-hmm. I went into this mm-hmm. FPL season, I've gone into this FPL season with a very orthodox mindset. Now, given the outcomes of these games, I challenge you all and I compel you all to, in fact, approach these games with the unorthodox mindset that is. It is, in fact, okay to take out KDB and bring in Hammers, like David said.
5: You know, mm-hmm.
1: outside of this season, sorry, like the man he said, outside of this season that would have been a crazy thought. But this season, I challenge you all, I compel you all to think outside the box. Think outside the box. Watkins will be as good a striker as Vardy this season. Let me not say Vardy. Watkins will be as good a striker as Tammy Abraham this season. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm telling everybody, think outside the box. It's okay to have Grealish and McGinn on your team. It's okay. Challenge yourselves, think outside the box, and that is how you get your results. Because otherwise, I mean, this season is just, it's like I said, the war has begun. It's all mayhem, state farm, all states. Anyways, that's
5: all. Right.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay. All, all right. Well, we can't challenge everything that Mika said because we'll be here for another hour. Um, but thank you guys for being on and thank you for listening. We'll be back um, next week. in my I'm going to do the fact Look what you done to me, look what you done to me, oh my,
5: oh my